Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Pella Window and Door of Georgia, viewed to be the best. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. Obviously, a lot has happened since we last spoke to you. As you're watching on video, you see the team arriving in Miami yesterday. I was supposed to be there for that. I guess let me begin with this. I was not there uh, yesterday. We'll be there later on this week. There have been some COVID protocol changes and some uh, things like that that just basically it made sense to do the show from studio here today. And so we'll do that again tomorrow. I'll have more update for you about tomorrow's show later on. But uh, we're going to do the studio show the next couple of days and then live for Dog Nation Daily in South Florida on Wednesday. That was not our initial plan, but it is our plan right now. Obviously, also a lot of you know uh, about the JT Daniel stuff that kind of erupted almost like right when we kind of signed off of uh, Dog Nation Daily to kind of go on a little bit of a Christmas break. That's when the Daniel stuff kind of erupted in kind of a big way. We'll talk more about that, the latest update on a lot of that coming up here in just a little bit. The team is in Miami. They'll practice today. Uh, That will be viewed by the media, at least a portion of that. Mike Griffith is there. He'll give you more of the scenes there in Miami until I'm able to get there a little bit later on this week. And now that Georgia's there, Michigan's there, they actually arrived on Christmas Day. All of a sudden now, it's time to start getting into, you know, what's it going to take for Georgia to win this game? And there's obviously a lot of football stuff here, X's and O's and health of players and things like that. We're going to get into that. that. That matters. We'll do more of the Daniel stuff here later on uh, as well as a part of that conversation. But I also think there's a mindset to winning a game like this that's really important too. And mindset sometimes can be a little bit tricky, but pretty clearly, even if you're not quite sure what the right mindset is, almost everyone, average fans like you and me, coaches, players, almost everyone would agree that mindset is a very important part of how you approach any task in life, certainly trying to win a football game. With that in mind, I want to go back to a few days ago. Jim Harbaugh gave an interview to ESPN. Marty Smith is the uh, the interviewer here, and Marty asked, you know, Jim about the stuff they've accomplished already this season and, you know, kind of how you take that into the Orange Bowl. And I thought that Harbaugh actually gave a really interesting answer. This is the kind of, like, candor that you don't always hear from any coach, and y'all know we've kind of mocked Jim Harbaugh for being the most boring guy in the world, like way more boring than Kirby Smart could ever pretend to be. Smart's like a stand-up comedian in comparison to what Jim Harbaugh is on a regular basis. But actually, this is a really interesting answer about how Harbaugh kind of views the success They've had this season in light of what they want to accomplish against George in the Orange Bowl and their hopes of winning a national championship. I want to let you hear this as a way of kind of thinking about the same kind of thing for Georgia. This Harbaugh from ESPN. You guys did beat Ohio State. You did win the Big Ten, but there's so much more out there for you. How do you make sure they're aware of that? I can take you back to our first team meeting in August, and one of the things I said to these guys, uh, our team was, Hey guys, let's face it, you know, the, the buzz has died down a little bit around here. So let's make some new buzz. You know, they could not have made more buzz around here for, uh, for everybody. So listen, I think that's interesting for two reasons. First of all, as I said before, there's a level of honesty there from Harbaugh ahead of this game against Georgia that you don't always hear from coaches. If you want to go back, and I've mentioned this in the past, if you want to go back to around like 2016 on this show, we were podcast only back then. I was still doing the show from my bedroom closet we had not even started on video 
but around the time of 2016, we were doing this show there at that time, Jim Harbaugh was a pretty hot topic on this show on a regular basis. He was starting his career at Michigan around the same time that Kirby was starting his at Georgia. He was trying to do the satellite camps and the things like that around the South as kind of a force for recruiting. He had been a very successful coach with the San Francisco 49ers, got that team to a Super Bowl, uh, had done some things at Stanford. This was you know, a pretty big deal when Michigan got Harbaugh to, to come to Ann Arbor and be the coach of the Wolverines. And as Harbaugh alludes to, there was a lot of buzz around Michigan at the time. But Michigan also just hasn't been very good on the field the last couple of years. Uh, Michigan hasn't really lived up to whatever hype was generated around Harbaugh when he first took this job. And along the way to that, Michigan has kind of become an, an overrated football team, at least in the eyes of many people before this year. Certainly, Michigan would have been one of these programs that you could kind of assume would not play well in a big game, that Harbaugh was destined to disappoint. He was this overrated figure coaching this overrated team. And the buzz that once existed around Harbaugh, what folks thought he was going to be able to do at Michigan, all that talk had largely disappeared. I think it's really interesting that a guy like Harbaugh admits that, hey, we've got to create some new buzz because the old buzz has died down. Now, to the Wolverines' credit, that's kind of what they've been able to do here this year. I think that's an interesting comment from Harbaugh because of what it says about Michigan, but also as a template for what maybe should go on with Georgia here there as well. Because if you take the word buzz out, let's replace it with a different word. Let's use the word swagger here. That, that if you're Kirby Smart, right now with Georgia, you could very easily have the same conversation with your team that Harbaugh says he had with his team back in August. Hey, look around, guys. There used to be buzz here, but there's no longer any buzz. Let's see if we can go out and create some new buzz. And I think for Georgia, take the word buzz out, put swagger in there. I think Kirby Smart, maybe he has said this, maybe, maybe, maybe he will say this, but he certainly could say this. Let's look around here. Let's look at what's going on with UGA. Boy, there used to be a lot of swagger with this program. 12-0 during the regular season, ranked number one for a long stretch. Lost Alabama, suddenly that swagger goes away. It's time to get that swagger back. And it's the kind of thing that obviously you can earn that over the course of 60 minutes playing a football game. But in terms of the right mindset to win a football game like this, I think creating that level of swagger going into the week, going through the week, kind of rediscovering you know, what it is that kind of defines Georgia football, I think that's a great way to give yourself the right mindset to win this game. Now, I realize there's a danger in overlooking your opponent, not taking them seriously enough. I, I get all of that, and I would, I would trust this Georgia team not to do that. But in terms of rebuilding the confidence that you once had, I think that's pretty important here. And, you know, some of the types of things that Georgia fans know when Georgia gets ready to play a team like Michigan, I don't think that should be overlooked. For the most part, Georgia and Michigan simply don't travel in the same recruiting turf. Georgia produces top classes, top three classes. Michigan, as of late, hasn't really done that. You know, Georgia has collected these wins in recent years against high-profile teams. You can obviously point to the lack of success against Alabama, but as we've said before, don't let that obscure the fact that, you know, Georgia beat a Dabo Swinney national championship coach this year. Georgia won a home-and-home -home series in 2017 and 2019 against uh, Notre Dame. Georgia beat a Cincinnati team in a bowl game last year that's in the playoff right now. Georgia won a playoff game a couple of years ago against Oklahoma. These are things, for the most part, that uh, Michigan cannot say for its team right now. That there is this belief that Georgia is just a better program than Michigan. Now, Michigan fans don't want to hear that. They go down to South Florida believing they're this historic you know, superpower and they're returning to glory with what's going to happen against Miami. But I can promise you this. 
that in the present tense, the Georgia fans typically believe their team, their program, is better than what any Big Ten team is going to bring to the table, the Michigan Wolverines included. And I think regaining that swagger, you know, refining, uh, re, uh, rediscovering, I mean to say, rediscovering that, that confidence, I think it's pretty important. And along those lines, when Georgia landed the plane in Miami yesterday, a couple of uh, key players on this team spoke about that idea a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit of a short clip here from Jordan Davis about exactly what he hopes that he and his teammates can accomplish against the Wolverines here this week, preparing for the game and eventually playing the game. This Jordan Davis from the airport yesterday. It's good. You know, um, not too many teams have this opportunity, uh, me and Michigan. So uh, just being here is a great experience and a great opportunity to show what we can do. I love that line from Davis who says, it's a great opportunity for us to show what we can do. And to the extent that he really believes that, the extent to which as a leader of this team, that's what he is is imparting to the rest of his teammates, that's it, right? That's what you want this team to have. Hey, whatever happened in the past for the good and for the bad, it's kind of behind you. Now on a big national stage, there are four teams playing in two games. They're going to get way more attention this bowl season because these are some of the bowls that may actually still be played. But the point is there's going to be a lot more attention on these college football playoff games than any other bowl games. So go out and show people what Georgia football really is about. Go out and show uh, the world how good this team really is, how good these players believe it to be, and how good this team actually is against a formidable opponent like the Michigan Wolverines. I like that from Jordan Davis. And along those same lines, you know, Stetson Bennett was talking about the kind of the fun of Bowl Week and the opportunity. The team got a chance to be part of a nice dinner last night on a yacht. That's kind of some of the stuff that goes on during this bowl time of year. But Bennett at the airport yesterday was also asked directly about the confidence that his team has right now going into a game like this. More of that same kind of talk about this team regaining the swagger it once had as the team ranked number one for most of the regular season. This is Stetson Bennett. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, if we win, it'll be a lot cooler. Got a few more days to the game. Um, get to enjoy Miami for a few days and then uh, lock in. How's the team confidence level we feel good. Uh, we practice hard. Um, you know, watch a lot of film on Michigan. They got a great team, but but we're feeling good. So listen, I like the idea that Bennett says he's feeling good. That they are feeling good. He says they've been practicing hard, and ultimately, that's where that swagger really comes from, right? That you earn the right to feel confident in a game like this based on the way that you're preparing, how you have been preparing back home in Georgia, how you will be preparing right now in South Florida that there are a lot of things that distinguish Georgia in comparison to Michigan. Those things ought to be embraced. This is a more talented team. This is a more proven team. I'm talking about this year and over the course of recent years. This was a Michigan team that disappeared from the national landscape so much so they weren't even ranked to start this season. Well, Georgia's job coming up on Friday is to remind the world of those differences and to remind the world that Georgia's not just the team that lost its most recent game to Alabama. It's the team that's now played a total of, what, 14 games, 13 of which have a chance to be wins. It's a chance for the for Georgia to remind the world of just how good UGA really is. And guys like Davis and Bennett, who we just heard from, are the kind of leaders that the dog's going to lean on to try to be able to get that done. My name's Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. We're presented today by Pella Window and Door of Georgia. As I said before, we're live in our studio today before heading down to Miami a little later on this week. That was not our original plan, but that is what we're doing now. And it's one of those things, like a lot of folks, we're just kind of rolling with the punches. Frankly, we're grateful to get a chance to be down there. We're grateful for the fact that 
most of the stuff related to the bowl game really hasn't changed all that much. So, you know, it's there's a lot of obviously talk and chatter and concern. We'll get to the JT Daniel stuff here in a moment, but for the most part, things aren't that different right now, which I guess I take as a pretty good sign. And whether we're in South Florida or in the studio, wherever we are, just grateful to have Pella Window and Door of Georgia with us as we do that. You know, it was kind of an interesting last couple of days, right, where I actually found myself turning on the air conditioning a couple times in my house. It had been that warm, and obviously going to be even warmer down in South Florida. But when it's warm like it is the last couple of days, if you turn the AC on, listen, that's precious money, right? Uh, especially when you have to try to, you know, cool down the house when it hasn't, you know, been cooled down in a while. And so if you're doing that, you want that energy that cold air to stay in the house where it's supposed to be. And that's what Pella Window and Door of George can do for you. Also, uh, it looks good on the outside. You know, you think about uh, homes decorated so beautifully this time of year and folks are kind of paying attention to the outside of houses right now in a way they don't maybe always do. But when you show off those energy-efficient windows and doors from Pella Window and Door of George, it also makes the outside of your house look great there as well. So I cannot recommend Pella Window and Door of George enough to you for what they do because you know listen i i I had great conversation with the folks at pella the work that they do there they put a lot of care and concern into their product because here's the thing they know they know that that's their reputation the 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 doors the windows they install that's the way in which they will be uh understood by the world and so they want to make sure they are putting the best product out there they can and you should find out more about this if you know you need more better windows and doors well time now is to get that especially as we roll into the new year the time now is to have a conversation with someone at Pella Window and Door whether that's a a in-person consultation or if you want to do something virtually you can do that you can also stop by and see them in their showroom there as well and this is a gorgeous showroom that shows off everything that uh, Pella brings to the table and as you're having these conversations as you're meeting with the folks from Pella and learning about their expert installation process and all the things that go along with that also find out about great savings there as well including right now a chance to get 40% off qualifying installations or 0% APR for 24 months. So a couple of ways for you to get in touch. It's PellaofGA.com slash DogNation. That website, once again, PellaofGA.com slash DogNation. Or you can give them a call, 678-638-1496. That's 678-638-1496. Pella Window and Door of Georgia is viewed to be the best. We're going to get John Stinchcomb coming up in a moment. More on Georgia's preparations for the Orange Bowl, getting ready for all of that, having a chance to have a little bit of fun, too, and just kind of making the most of a situation that really puts Georgia the envy of the college football world in a game that matters, in a location that's one of the dream destinations for really almost anybody in Miami this time of year who wouldn't want to do that. Uh, Georgia gets a chance to enjoy that. So we'll talk to John Stinchcomb about all of that here coming up in a moment. Before that, though, let's get ready to go around the doghouse, and it's presented today by our friends at AAA. And so – Towards the end of last week, the stuff started coming up with uh, JT Daniels was reportedly testing positive for uh, coronavirus or COVID-19. No one's denied that report. Um, apparently, that is the uh, case. Uh, Dog Nations obviously uh, reported that. The Daniels tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And, you know, based on the policy that was and has been in place, that means 10 days worth of quarantining for Daniels. Now, I, I think a lot of this depends on, well, if that's still the policy, then when did he test positive and when is he out of all of that? And some of this is just still very unclear. 
However, the one thing that we do know, we showed you some of this video for those of you watching a little earlier, is the team arrived at the hotel in Miami yesterday, and Daniels was not seen getting off the bus there. That doesn't mean that he hasn't arrived on his own later on. Or you know, All we know is when the team showed up yesterday, Daniels was not spotted being with them. Uh, you see some of the video of uh, players getting off the bus right there. You see masks on most guys that are obviously outside here in this particular situation. I know in the time of this morning already, we've heard from uh, Lewisine and a couple of others, but the vaccine status for certain players, you know, the the overwhelming majority of the team, and you know, keeping masks on and trying to trying to stay healthy and stay safe while in South Florida, right there. This is clearly the kind of thing that George is going to take pretty seriously. But Mike Griffith, who was the person that shoots this video that you're watching right now, was on the scene and he did a little bit more reporting related to Daniels on this. Let me show you uh, Mike's. I just want to read straight from him at DogNation.com for a second. That kind of brings a little more. I guess, news clarity to what is going on with Daniels right now. Let me uh, show this on the screen. Uh, Mike reporting at DogNation.com that Daniels was not seen arriving at the team hotel on Sunday, but that does not rule him out for the game. So that's kind of what we know right now. Now, you get into all these questions of, well, if he hasn't been practicing, then then how much can he possibly play? We don't know that. Uh, There's still so much about this we don't know, but what we do know is, Team arrived yesterday. Mike says JT Daniels was not spotted there. I'm doing this on a Monday right now. Todd Munkin speaks on Tuesday. Maybe Munkin can provide more clarity for that then. Kirby Smart's not slated to speak until Wednesday. Maybe we'll hear more clarity from him, obviously, by that point. But that's a couple days away. Most dog fans would like to get a little bit more on the JT situation by the time we get there on that. So Tuesday morning may be the best deal on that. I guess the one piece of good news is, is that as of now, and I'm recording this you know, in the 10 a.m. hour on a Monday, the only name that I know for sure that was not seen yesterday, now that's not the same thing as saying we've confirmed every other player's presence, but a lot of them, the overwhelming majority of them have been confirmed. There were three buses of players that arrived yesterday, so this is not like you know a, a partial team here right now. This is, this is you know uh, certainly almost the entirety of the Georgia team, if not the entirety of the Georgia team. The only one, I guess, that with great confidence, we can say was not there yesterday was JT Daniels. And what all that means, we will continue to decide. I mean, obviously, there's a huge contingent of Georgia fans that would like for Daniels to start at the beginning of the season to be the starting quarterback again. And to them, they're going to say, well, the COVID thing here makes that less likely to occur. The honest truth is there was no indication prior to the COVID stuff with Daniels that he was heading in that direction anyway. So, so that doesn't mean that Daniel's COVID status is irrelevant. Clearly, you want all the healthy players you can get for a game like this against Michigan. But this particular issue with, with Daniels is probably not going to be the thing that prevents him from starting, that keeps him from starting. It doesn't seem like that's the direction that Georgia was going in before all of this happened anyway. But nonetheless, Daniels not with the team yesterday when it arrived there. And we will continue to follow this story as it develops. And there will be more things coming, including – so. As I'm doing this today, it'll be a big day around Dog Nation later on this afternoon. There will be 15 minutes of um, of practice available. And unlike when the media typically gets to see practice in Athens, I believe this practice can be videoed. So I'm assuming Mike will video it. Uh, I won't be there in time, but I'm assuming Mike will video it. So the good news is if you'll stay close to the Dog Nation video channels later on today, you ought to be able to get a little bit of a window into Georgia practice there at that time. And so in terms of who is and isn't here 
Uh, I know Connor Riley's been working on kind of a roll call type deal on this, trying to confirm as many guys as he can. And the, the final practice piece will help kind of fill in on those details a little bit. But we'll learn more later on today when Georgia gets to have a practice from Miami acclimating itself to the heat and media gets a chance to view some of that. Now, it may be because of the COVID thing, they may be partitioned off a long way away, so it may be hard to see everything that's going on, but at least it's a chance to see something. And so for those of you who are just trying to find any piece of information you can get, Monday afternoon gives you a little bit more of that because Georgia will have a practice that will at least be partially open to the media. I won't be there, but uh, Dog Nation will be on hand uh, for that nonetheless. That is Around the Doghouse, and it's assisted today by our friends at AAA. And, of course, as you know, a lot of folks around Dog Nation making a lot of travel this time of year, some of it's for holiday, some of it's for game day, some of it's for a lot of things. AAA going with us is a no-brainer. Obviously, AAA is with us everywhere we go. But I don't want you to just think about them for roadside assistance. I want you to think about AAA for your auto insurance there as well. Because when you switch and save with AAA, what you're going to find out is, is you're going to put a lot more money in your pocket for doing so. And the opportunity to switch and save with AAA has never been easier. In fact, if you'll check out this website, it's aaa.com slash auto insurance. That's aaa.com slash auto insurance. You can learn everything about what they have going on for you right now, the options available to you, your chance to save, why AAA uh, could be the right choice for you. You can find out, you can find out all of that online aaa.com slash auto insurance or if you rather dial the phone let me give you a phone number to dial how about 866-380-1637 that's 866-380-1637 AAA, great for roadside assistance but also great for auto insurance there as well so whether you call them or check them out online find out all the things that AAA can do for you from an auto insurance standpoint. All right, so I'm happy to have you here on our program today. We got a lot going on. Dan Lanning spoke to the media this morning. I'll let you hear a little bit of that. The honest truth is I haven't had time to kind of go through the entirety of the Lanning press conference as of yet and the other defensive players that spoke, just given the timing in which that occurred. But I do want to give you one piece from Lanning today before we're done on the defensive responsibilities for the folks who've been wondering, hey, what is the future of the Georgia defense without Dan Lanning here? I don't know that the Orange Bowl is going to be quite as clarifying on that as maybe you'd like for it to be. We'll talk about what Lanning said today. We'll compare that to something that 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 uh, that Kirby Smart has said in the past. We'll try to figure out all of that. So it's a, it's a lot going on, a lot of news coming out of this Georgia team right now in Miami getting ready for the Orange Bowl. We'll do our part to cover it all. And to help us do that, always great to have a classic city logger insider update with a true insider. Former UGL American John Stinchcomb, as excited as anybody is about seeing Georgia get a win against Michigan. And now, with him, we'll talk about how exactly the dogs can get that done. From Athens and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead, here's a DogNation.com insider. Classic City Lager insider update with John Stinchcomb getting ready for Georgia and Michigan in the Orange Bowl. And what a uh, week it's going to be. There's already a lot of news trying to cipher through all this and figure out what's going on. Never an easy task, but John will try to help us do that. John, I hope you had a great Christmas. We appreciate you spending some of your Christmas week with us here right now. And uh, as I said before, just happy holidays and hope you're doing well. Well, Merry Christmas to you, too, B.A. Sorry you missed your flight, uh, but look forward to the fact that we've got more presents coming. That's exactly right. Hopefully they come this, uh, this, this weekend. No, that's exactly right. Can't wait for it all. And obviously, in the time you and I last spoke, you know, there's been a lot that's kind of come out related to the JT Daniel stuff and some of the COVID stuff. And, you know, pretty clearly, 
I mean, for a day or so before Christmas, this kind of hung over like a dark cloud over, you know, this game. And for the most part, those concerns seem to have gone away. I mean, every indication, obviously, uh, is that the game is going to be played. It is, for the most part, business as usual down there. Some of the media stuff has kind of changed here a little bit. But for the most part, the for the team itself, things aren't quite so different related to all of this. But there is the JT Daniels thing right now where all indications are he tested positive for COVID-19 based on Georgia policy. He would have only even been tested given the fact that he's vaccinated uh, reportedly. He would have only been uh, tested had he shown some symptoms. So apparently he was symptomatic, got tested, you know, has COVID-19 or had COVID-19. And it can be confirmed with, you know, pretty strong certainty that he was not with the team when it arrived in Miami yesterday. What do you make the, of the Daniel situation and I guess kind of the larger COVID topic overall? Well, it's unfortunate for JT. I mean, I'm sure he wants to be with the team and a part of uh, this game and, and all the proceedings that come along with it. With that said, uh, if he's, he's vaccinated, I'm sure it's just a matter of time until he's able to rejoin the team and, and get those negative test results back and he can participate. Now, what the implications are for the game and his availability uh, due to the amount of mixed missed practices – I think that's yet to be determined. I know there's a lot of fans out there that are wanting JT to uh, take over the reins again, and this certainly doesn't help. But, um, you know, we, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and it, it's impacted is in the fact that uh, there's a number of bowl games that have been canceled due to inavailability in of players. And as you watch that clip of, of the team getting off the bus and heading to the uh, into the hotel, and, and you recognize that over 90% of the team has been vaccinated and um, is trying to take every step that they can to uh, mitigate the risk so that they can play. Um, I think those are all encouraging indicators that we're going to be able to play and have business as usual, which, you know, uh, last season was uh, you're just white knuckling your way through it and you're hoping you can play. And this season, we feel like. It's been a much more a return to normalcy, if you will, but the, the risk of games being impacted by uh, a virus that has affected this entire world, it's still, it's still there. And I think Georgia's doing all they can to minimize the impact and try to stay as focused as possible, getting the opportunity that's at hand for them. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. It's uh, John Stinchcomb here, Classic City Logger Insider Update with him, and there was also, you know, concurrent to all this, it seems like that for the most part, things are fairly normal for the team. There were Brian Gant, a uh, staffer for UGA, put some video on Twitter last night of the team enjoying a, what looks to be a very nice, about a uh, cool experience here. So they're on a yacht. They're having uh, what looks to be a great buffet-style <laughs> dinner. And, you know, uh, at one point, Gant on this video on Instagram goes out and kind of shows the Miami skyline as they're sailing around here and – you know, for these players, John, I'm glad they get a chance to do this. I, I'm, I'm glad they get a chance to experience the bowl the way it's supposed to be. It's a little bit different for the media right now, but for the team itself, you know, this is the kind of thing that, that you've earned the right to enjoy. And yeah, you got to prepare, and yeah, it's a business trip, and yeah, you got to do all that. But at the same time, it's a long season. It's a grind, and it, it's, a, it's a chance now to be in Miami a little bit and share some camaraderie with each other and uh, enjoy some good food and, and have a good experience like that. So, 
I'm glad they're getting to do some of this right now, and I think they've certainly earned the right to to enjoy their bowl experience as they also prepare for the for the chance to beat Michigan there too. At every level, I, there was someone uh, who'd, who'd been there before, or done it, or experienced you know the the path or the journey to to championships, and the message was always the same: enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, enjoy. Uh, each piece of it. it. There's some hardcore fans out there that, that want the team to just be sequestered away in a, in a, on a practice field 24-7. That's not real healthy. Uh, these, are, these are young guys that uh, have been given an opportunity, or excuse me, have earned an opportunity that very few players uh, will ever get to experience. And, and that's uh, being a part of college football playoff series and uh, have a chance to play for a national championship if, if they handle their business in the next two games. And um, that's exciting. And it, you should be able to enjoy that. And I think there's times appropriately where uh, you can let your hair down a little bit and uh, have some good camaraderie and fellowship with your, with your buddies and enjoy the experience. And it looks like Based on that film, and, and Kent's right in the middle of it, which is always good. It's good for the guys. He's uh, he's been around the program a long time, and uh, he's good for the University of Georgia. So I'm glad that he was able to pro- into uh, that first night in uh, in Miami. But um, for this team, uh, I think being in Miami is probably a good. You kind of create that bubble. I know the NBA last year they tried to create a bubble where you're only around the same folks. Well, I think there's a similar environment that can be created, and you can limit the exposure um, from the outside and, and minimize the implications and, and, and risks that would be otherwise more prevalent if you're in a, in a more comfortable, familiar setting, whether it's Athens or, or you're around family and families usually got the best intentions for you but um, you know we all have that one crazy uncle or cousin that <laughs> might take more risks than, than you're willing to do so uh, I think we can all relate to that right so absolutely having the guys in one space and, and being able to control the environment a little a little better is, is probably a good thing. I want to talk to you more about that, but I also want to point this out for those watching the video. The players are drinking on these like little short rocks glasses style. Uh, those are not alcoholic beverages. At one point in time in the, in the larger video, uh, <laughs> Gant did make it clear. He actually walked over to the bar where the drinks were being served. It's like a juice bar. It's like, uh, it's like lemonade and orange juice and stuff like that. Those look like mixed drinks, but they are not. Uh, Gant actually made that clear in the uh, video there. So the players are having fun, but they're not having that much fun if you get my drift on, on that. Uh, but, John, you also uh, point out something I think that's pretty important here, which is that you know based on the way in which COVID impacted the, the you know, stuff around the bowl, Georgia actually had the option of not arriving until two days prior to the game and chose not to do that. And I think that your explanation – may ultimately be why that was the case is that hey you actually maybe can control your environment a little bit better while you're there than you could if you're at home now also the heat's an issue here you get there earlier and you start getting acclimated to that heat Uh, I think that's probably you know because it's in the 80s right now so I think that's you know clearly a part of this too but there is this thought of hey change of scenery maybe changes the energy for the team uh be there in Miami you can kind of 
not fully sequester the team, but they're all in the same hotel together. You can kind of maybe keep better tabs on them and just control the environment better in South Florida than you can up in Athens right now. Maybe a little bit of a surprise. may not be exactly what I thought Georgia would have done, just given I think there was some concern about going to Miami anyway. But in comparison, maybe just getting down there maybe makes it easier to manage all this kind of stuff than uh, being in Athens and with the team being kind of who knows where. Yes, and I'm sure there were multiple meetings held uh, in Georgia staff and Michigan and every other team that's trying to see that big picture. You want your guys to, to have the time with family, and um, it's the holidays. You, you want them to be able to, if you can, experience a somewhat normal Christmas. Uh, but you have a job to do, and, and that job is to make sure um, you've crossed every I and dotted every T and given your, chan- your, your team the best chance to succeed and come first at 730 what steps can we take to make sure that our our team is ready um many mentally physically i mean just uh, top to bottom and you have a number of meetings every staff does as to what that looks like and you want to make sure that there's enough time that's dedicated and, and committed to not only football but entertainment in a in an organized way if, if we can control those pieces it eliminates um you know that I where trouble happens right you don't want to overmanage, but you're you're trying to find that balance of let's let's give the guys uh, a, a good experience where uh they feel relaxed and comfortable and, and that's when you play your best and Obviously, we'll take care of business in, in the meeting rooms and our practice schedules to, to be sure that we're prepared um, with with assignments and alignments and everything that goes along that. But it's it's a it's a bigger picture. Is how do we make sure that our guys are, are fresh and energized um, and are doing so in a in a safe way? So there's no doubt that. Uh, Coach Smart and that entire staff have, have spent a lot of time trying to make sure um, that they've got a good overall plan for, for each one of the 24-hour days that leads up to this final game. That's exactly right. It's our uh, classic city logger insider update with John Stinchcomb. And, of course, the team not enjoying <laughs> any alcoholic beverages while they're uh, having their meal. But that doesn't mean if you're 21, you can't enjoy some of that as you head towards New Year's Eve, the, watching the game there on Friday, or obviously anything related to this time of year. Classic City Lager, a great choice for all of that. It's just a, it's just good cold beer. When I mean, good friends are getting together for a good time, some good cold beer just makes some sense. And Classic City Lager is obviously that. And you're doing a lot of shopping right now. You're getting stocked up for parties whether it be tailgates or new year's eve or whatever else wherever you're picking up the food and everything else you're doing your shopping you can also pick up some classic city lager as well it's available in six and 12 pack cans it's a craft style lager but it's available all year round you know sometimes some of the the special craft selections only available for a for a portion of the year for a limited time in the case of classic city lager it's always available and it's always a good choice we love creature comforts brewing company we love classic city lager and want you to check some out and pick up some and so a lot of you've tried this and you enjoy it for a lot of you it's part of your regular staple Whatever uh, your story is when it comes to Classic City Lager, hope you enjoy some on game day, on New Year's Day, and every other time in between. Classic City Lager is just good cold beer from Creature Comforts Brewing Company. So, John, I'll finish this uh, with you. 
I, I talked off the top of the program that, you know, mindset's always kind of tricky. On the one hand, you don't want to overlook an opponent. You certainly don't want to take them lightly. But on the other hand, you know, seeing this Georgia team regain some of the swagger that I believe it has had for most of this regular season, being the number one ranked team, and just generally speaking that Georgia always has because it's such a talented roster, because this is the kind of program that's accomplished so much, especially in comparison to most college football teams, including the one that Georgia's playing on Friday, that finding that swagger again, establishing that while in Miami, taking that to the stadium with them on Friday, to me that's an important part of the story here, almost as important as any of the X's and O stuff and the actual football stuff. You know, regaining the mindset that defined this team for September, October, November into December, getting that back, I think, is really important. What do you think of that? Well, there's a reason why sports psychologists have found a, a burgeoning field and been able to impact careers. I mean, you think more of like golfers, but now there's there's teams that have hired uh, professionals to make sure that there's the right mindset and to think that that wouldn't be a factor is just naive. I mean, uh, you play your best ball when you're confident. And I, you know, I think back to that 2003 season, 2002, 2003 season, my senior year, and we felt really good about each other. We were confident in our team and, you know, we felt like we could have beaten anybody that we played against. And, and that matters. I mean, you want to be able to, uh, know that if a, in a tight situation that uh, you have confidence that you can get the job done. And that's been a defining characteristic for this team all year long. I mean, it, they play with that swagger. There's an expectation. that That's where the bar is. Um, anytime, anytime they take the field, it's, it's not about the opponent. It's about who's in, in red and black. And I really – that's the mentality that you want any team to have, and that has been on full display all year long by, by this Georgia team and specifically the defense. So to hear the, the, the focus and comments that have come out, they read Nolan Smith's comments, uh, and, and just the, the uh, focus and desire to, to get back to what they do. And I mean, that, that's exactly what you want to hear. And you're going to need it because this Michigan team, I think, is, is in a very similar place where uh, they feel confident. They're playing with a lot of confidence and, and they're physical and uh, they set the tone in the trenches, offensive and defensive line. And you're looking at the an offensive line that was awarded the, the Joe Morrow, the best offensive line in college football this year. And, and on the other side of the ball, you got two defensive ends that are projected potentially in the top ten of the NFL draft. So um, it's going to be one of those tone setters where it's going to be physical and, and it's going to be uh, one of those you know, bar fights that you're going to have to bring your big boy pants to and, and, and knuckle up. John, great stuff. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for being with us as part of our Classic City Lager Insider Update. We'll look forward to getting a chance to speak to you again soon. I know you'll enjoy the game there on Friday. At least I hope you do because that's obviously going to be results-dependent <laughs> in a lot of ways. But nonetheless, <laughs> thanks for being here today, and we'll enjoy the chance to chat soon. Thanks, B.A. Good luck on this flight. Hope you finally make it down to Miami and go dog. Appreciate that, John. Thanks a lot. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. Great stuff from John Stinchcomb. And, of course, we transition here to our SEC Through. We'll go cruising around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. 
Now that Christmas is kind of behind us, attention starts to turn now to the Big Dog Nation cruise coming up in April. Man, I cannot wait for this. And I continue to hear from y'all your plans to be with us on board for this. And I can't tell you how excited that makes me, but all the fun we're going to be able to have. So if you've been maybe in and around and out and about and maybe missed me telling you about this, let me give you more of the details because I want you to be on board and be a part of this. We are leaving out of Port Canaveral. This is in April, but you can book right now in April. April 25th is when we're uh, heading on board from Port Canaveral on the beautiful Independence of the Seas from Royal Caribbean. And we're going to be going to Nassau in the Bahamas. going to be going to Perfect Day Coco Cay. You've heard me talk a lot about Perfect Day Coco Cay and the amazing private island destination that is right there in the Bahamas exclusively for those on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Well, you get a chance to now experience it for yourself and all the great entertainment options that are on board a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. This is going to be an extraordinary experience, and it's not just going to be a Royal Caribbean cruise, although that in itself is amazing. This is not just a Royal Caribbean cruise. This is a Dog Nation cruise aboard Royal Caribbean. That means we're going to have special Dog Nation events as well and just a lot of fun. So please make sure you check this out. If you go to the top of the page at dognation.com, there is a link in there for you to go to the Cruise and Vacation Authority. They are the only ones we would trust to help book a big travel event like this, the Cruise and Vacation Authority. They've got all this locked down. They know all about Royal Caribbean. They can help you with all of your travel accommodations. You know, good UGA grads, you know, big dog fans run the place. And so not only do they love UGA, but they know a ton about Royal Caribbean. So April 25th of the 29th, link at dognation.com to get in and secure your travel, be a part of the big event, the Dog Nation Cruise, sailing in April on Independence of the Seas with Royal Caribbean, with all of you on board there as well. All right, so let's go cruising around the SEC courtesy of Royal Caribbean, and let me start with this. One of the announcements that was supposed to take place on January the 8th uh, for the 2022 class was Christian Miller, four-star defensive lineman, obviously at a Cedar Grove High School and a big-time target for UGA. Now, Ernest Green, the other name that's expected to announce on that date, uh, that apparently is still a go the way it always has been. Green has signed his uh, letter of intent and will announce the place where he's going on January the 8th. Christian Miller was going to do the same thing. Miller's been a big target of UGA. But the timeline for Miller has now changed. I want to make all of you aware of this. Let me show you this on Twitter. Uh, Miller says, on Christmas Eve nonetheless, I want to take all my visits before I commit. So with that being said, I will announce where I'm going to school February 2nd on the traditional National Signing Day. Uh, so that is uh, Christian Miller's announcement there. It should be pointed out, and I don't know how ultimately this factors into all this discussion, but Miller has recently, within the last day or so, gotten an offer from Clemson. So maybe that's causing Miller to want to reconsider his choices. At one point in time, this was kind of thought to be a Georgia-Ohio State battle. Maybe it still is. Uh, but Clemson's kind of emerged as a player on the scene here for Miller a bit. Uh, Jeff Sintel's going to be traveling a lot over the next few days with these uh, All-Star games going on in Orlando and San Antonio. We'll get a chance to catch up with Jeff on this soon. Maybe he can provide us a little bit of an update on where things stand now with Christian Miller, who was supposed to announce in January. Uh, Georgia was you know, clearly one of the schools that certainly hoped that Miller would, uh, would choose when he made that announcement. But as of now, Miller postponing that announcement until February. He let that be known on Christmas Eve. So a little bit of an update there on four-star defensive lineman Christian Miller. 
The other big story that's going on around college football right now is all of the recent bowl cancellations. And it's almost gotten to be too much to keep up with, right? Because it started with Texas A&M pulling out of the Gator Bowl and five and seven Rutgers steps into its place. Hawaii was supposed to play Memphis on Christmas Eve. Uh, Hawaii actually pulled out of the game right before the game. Memphis, I believe, was already in uh, Hawaii when the uh, when the announcement was made to cancel the game. That's just, I mean, it's it's crazy. Then you've got the military and the fin- the military bowl, the Fenway Bowl, uh, were also canceled Sunday. Uh, so Boston College was supposed to be in the military bowl. Uh, ESPN reported they had forty players unavailable to play. Virginia supposedly had players test positive for COVID nineteen. They pulled out of the Fenway Bowl, which was supposed to be at Fenway Park. You've got what Miami's pulled out of the Sun Bowl. There's a chance that game is still played, but. It's going to be a team other than Miami playing in it. There may be others that I'm not thinking about here. And listen, here's the only thing I want to say about all of this. It's like I just hope that these stories are covered accurately and fairly. And I'll just pick one game in particular to discuss. So, you know, some people might have the the temptation to look at these cancellations. And say, Ah, oh, COVID is running wild again. You know, shut it all down, whatever, whatever, whatever. But in the case of the Hawaii situation, I mean, it's been largely, and this has been like reported on the record, that some of what's going on in Hawaii is actually not related to the, the virus at all. There is something, and like the San Francisco Chronicle has written about this, other, other uh, outlets have written about this, there is something close to a mutiny against Coach Todd Graham there for a while. A lot of players have, have talked about the possibility of abuse, and uh, most of it obviously verbal abuse, but but uh, talked about the possibility of kind of an abusive culture and they don't want to play for uh, Graham, a bunch of guys going to the transfer portal. And so it has been suggested, well, Hawaii's bowl cancellations really about players unavailable for different reasons and just kind of a lack of enthusiasm about playing football at all right now, not necessarily related to the virus. The virus might be used as an excuse there on that. And if you can say, well, that may be going on with the Memphis-Hawaii situation, then are there some, you know, version of the same kind of story going going on with some of these other games there as well where I mean if you're going to one of these lower tier bowls Fenway Bowl Military Bowl whatever you want to call those these games the teams that are playing the games take a financial loss to go there they have to pay for their tickets you know they, they have they, there's a certain allotment of tickets they have to buy uh, that's a loss the travel for the team is a loss they get money for playing in the game. But if you're going to a lower-tier bowl game, it's actually a net negative from a financial standpoint for the teams to play in them. So, you know, we'll never know how many of these teams really were unavailable to play. They just simply couldn't do it. And how many of these teams used that as a convenient excuse to get out of a game that now they've had their bowl practices, the actual playing of the game is irrelevant to them we'll never really know that but that's almost certainly a part of what's going on here I know there was a lot of concern around what Christmas Eve or so when this ominous report came out of oh there's a cancellation policy there's a forfeit policy in place for the college football playoff and if there's if one of these games is canceled then 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 you know we'll determine the national champion via forfeit if we have to and I mean, it was reported, so you have to take it somewhat seriously, but I've never gotten any indication that that these games, the one that Georgia's about to play in on Friday against my uh, in Miami against Michigan, the one that Alabama's playing in Dallas against Cincinnati, I've never gotten any indication that these games were heading for anything other than obviously being played. And yeah, you may have a JT Daniels thing here or maybe something else somewhere else, but 
everyone involved, coaches, players, the administrators related to the bowl, the administrators related to the schools involved, everything related you know, to these games all being kind of spearheaded by, by folks who want the games to be played. So I know there was some ominous reporting related to this a few days ago, but all of that always kind of seemed to be overwrought to me that the, the teams that want to be in bowl games are going to be there. The teams that don't necessarily want to be in their bowl game, they may find a way not to be there. Uh, but obviously it's disappointing this is back in the conversation again. I certainly acknowledge that, but I don't think that what's causing Virginia not to go play in the Fenway Bowl or whatever it's called, I don't think that has anything to do with the mindset around the Orange Bowl or the the Cotton Bowl right now. Those games seem to be moving forward with, for the most part, kind of a business-as-usual approach, if not some slight differences, and obviously a big question over the head of JT Daniels. So keep that in mind. We'll make that cruising around the sec courtesy of our friends at royal caribbean and i want to transition here and speaking of georgia already in miami want to talk about the situation involving the georgia defense here in a moment before that though uh can i give a quick shout out to my friends at space dogs before we get there there was a video that went viral over the christmas break that i thought was really funny it was this gal and she's trying to like explain what cryptocurrency is and she's like going around in circles and she talks for like two and a half minutes and like nothing she says makes any sense whatsoever. And sometimes I feel like when I talk about crypto here on this show, maybe I sound the same way. I mean, clearly I'm not as well versed in the world of cryptos. Maybe some of you are, uh, I know more about it than some of y'all do, maybe less about it than others of you do. And I know that for a lot of us, we at least know it's a thing. We want to know more about it. And that's where my friends at space dogs can kind of come in because while I may kind of talk in circles when I talk crypto, they are a lot more well-versed in kind of exactly what it is. And maybe more importantly than that, how it benefits the average person that tunes into our show on a daily basis. Because really at its basic essence, this is just a more safe and secure way to pay for the things you're already buying online, the transactions that you're already a part of online. Uh, crypto in many ways just makes it easier to make those transactions. And the folks at Space Dogs want to make it even easier than that. They want to take the mystery out of crypto for you, whether um, – uh, you know, you just want to learn more about this or maybe in, get yourself involved with it there. You know, Space Dogs is a cryptocurrency and you can find out about the uh, the dog's wallet, the space card, the uh, dog's token. You can find out about all the cool things that they uh, can do for you. So if you check out this website, it's dogs.io. That's dogs.io. You can read all about this. You can learn all about it and maybe take advantage of one of the products like the uh like the uh dog's wallet or the space card you can take advantage of the the dog's coke token and find out how you can uh really add to your knowledge on crypto and get involved in that world with some folks who love UGA and want to be a part of what we have going on here at Dog Nation so check out uh, space dogs online at dogs.io you can find out more about that there today now while space dogs take some of the mystery out of the crypto world for you it is my attempt to try to take some of the mystery out of the Georgia defensive coaching situation for you there as well. And frankly, Space Dogs is probably better at taking the mystery out of crypto than I am at taking the mystery out of this. I want to go back to December 15th for a moment. This is the start of the early signing period. Kirby Smart does a press conference there that day. This is the last time in kind of an official capacity we've heard from Kirby Smart. But Smart was asked to Try to clear up. Okay, so moving forward, Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp are co-defensive coordinators. Can you add some clarity to exactly what that means? Let me play this to you from December 15th 
because it leads into something that Dan Lanning said today, this Kirby Smart on Schumann and Muschamp splitting those responsibilities. Take a listen to this. Yeah, clarification is Muschamp and and both Muschamp and Schumann will be co-coordinators. That's what the clarification is. So Lanning's done a tremendous job here. He is by far and away uh, one of the most loyal guys, hardworking guys that uh, I've been around. He's bright. Um, he's energetic. He's a good teacher. Uh, he'll do he'll do wonderful things at Oregon. I'm so happy for him that he got an opportunity for a job like that. You know, he had had several interviews, several opportunities that he was not interested in, um, some that he was, and uh, it was one that that he thought would be a, a great opportunity. So I'm glad he's staying on with us to, to to help us finish this thing out. He's done a great job. So smart, obviously very complimentary of landing there, but at the beginning of that quote, also saying, yeah. The explanation on Muschamp and uh, Schumann, their co-defensive coordinators going forward. Well, honestly, with the Orange Bowl press conference, I assume that meant that either Schumann or Muschamp would be the one that would sit in the chair and take questions from the media. That happened earlier this morning, but it wasn't. It was Lanning who was doing that, which, as I said before, to me was a little bit of a surprise because I thought the schumann Muschamp co-defensive coordinator thing was actually starting now for the bowl game. But today... Lanning was the one that did speak to reporters and once again there was this attempt to kind of find out okay so how are the responsibilities being divided right now who's the one making the calls for the defense in the game against Michigan and in light of what Smart said back on December 15th this is what Dan Lanning said on that at least similar topic here earlier this morning. Our approach will be very similar to what it's been all season nothing's really going to change from the way we operate whether it be um you know, with, luckily with, with bowl prep, there is a lot more time. You know, there is a lot of time uh, to be able to get ready. And I think a lot of times people make the mistake of trying to do too much uh, in a shortened window, you know. So uh, we'll operate very similar to what we've operated all season. I'll still be making the calls. But every single one of our defensive coaches have been extremely involved uh, throughout the week, uh, throughout our preparation. And this is a team effort. It's been a, a team effort all season. That doesn't change for just this one game, whether it be Coach Smart's involvement, Coach Schumann, Coach Scott, Coach Adai, Coach Muschamp. Um, there's a lot of uh, hats and, and uh, there's a brain trust that kind of goes into how we operate, and our players are very involved in that. So everything's going to be operating like it has uh, all season. So maybe a little bit of a surprise there that Lanning kind of still in that chief role as defensive coordinator, that he's the one that's handling the calls. I mean, I do think that what he says is accurate and kind of always has been the case, that there's a lot of involvement in the defensive game planning for Georgia anyway. Schumann, Muschamp, even Kirby have had a role in that. Trey Scott, Jamal Adai there as well. But not quite the the passing of the baton that I assume would be taking place. Lanning giving it to Schumann or giving it to Muschamp, not exactly doing that, still kind of sitting there, even though he's Oregon head coach, sitting there as Georgia defensive coordinator today for that press conference. You're going to get more of this online at dognation.com. Exactly what else Lanning had to say. We'll do some of this on tomorrow's show there too. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Lanning speaking as Georgia defensive coordinator today, saying that he'll still be doing the calls. The Georgia defensive operation going to remain, for the most part, kind of how it has been. So interesting stuff there from uh, Dan Lanning. And as far as like the the co-defensive coordinator situation with the Muschamp and Schumann, as of now, it's still pretty difficult to know what any of that even means for this game or for 2022 or anything else. That seems to be still a very undefined 
topic here at the uh, moment. I want to give out a bunch of golden shoes. Obviously, we're going to have some fun at the expense of the Florida Gators and their loss to UCF. Before that, let me give you a little bit of a heads up on something. So there's a loyal Dog Nation daily listener that's got a suite for Friday's game on the 40-yard line. He's got eight tickets available in that suite. So if you're interested, I want to try to help you get in touch with the suite owner to sell this for you, or at least the person that has access to the suite. So send an email to info at dognation.com. That's always kind of an easy email for something like this. Just info at dognation.com, and we'll put you in touch with the suite holder who's got those tickets for Friday's game. It's about, you know, uh, obviously, and these are being sold. This is, this is not. This, this is not free to the first person who writes in. These are being this is being sold. But if you're in the market for a suite for the game on Friday, info at dognation.com. It's not my suite, but there's a guy that has a suite uh, that he's looking to uh, to sell the tickets for. So info at dognation.com. You can find out some more details on that. And I hope you will because it will be a great experience. I'm talking about a once-in-a-lifetime type deal, watching the dogs win an Orange Bowl, punch a ticket to the national championship game while sitting – in the lap of luxury there in a suite? That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, here's what else sounds pretty good. I've got some golden shoes to kind of go out here. Uh, first time doing these in a while. A lot of dog fans having some fun at the expense of the Florida Gators. So let's kind of roll through a, a few of these. We'll give out a, a few of them here today. Starting with Chad Tiller, um, who says a uh, Gators football loss is always fun to watch. Uh, hashtag go dogs. Add Dog Nation Daily. Yeah, indeed. A lot of Georgia fans had a lot of fun. Uh, with all of that, that was great to see. Let's check out our next one there as well. Mike Mad Dog, who's won so many golden shoes. How about the how about the UCF night? By the way, I could have given a golden shoe to UCF itself because their video trolling of Florida was epic after all of this. But uh, Mad Dog gives us a very nice graphic here of the night with the sword going through the Gator helmet. 29-17, the final score. He says Knights take down those lousy, lousy stinking Gators. Yeah, Mad Dog, we love that. Hashtag Gator Hater, he gives that to you. I believe we have one more Florida-themed one of these. How about Blake Wilson looking just like Cousin Eddie here? Get the Cousin Eddie outfit on from Christmas Vacation. We watched that a bunch of the last few days. He says, flashback to last week when Cousin Eddie made an appearance at my family Christmas. Today, we celebrate the clown that is Mullen and the joke that is the University of Florida. Hashtag Go Dogs. Blake looks good there in the Cousin Eddie outfit. For those of you not watching on video, listening radio or podcast. It's the outfit from uh, inside Clark's house. The kind of, what do you call those? Is that a dickie? The the turtleneck, you know, underneath the sweater thing where you can kind of see the, uh, the uh, uh, underneath see-through thing there. That's really funny from Blake Wilson. Very much golden shoe worthy for Blake. A couple more to uh, give out here for a moment. We don't have any more to give out? Maybe that's all we had uh, for today. Uh, so I apologize for that. But nonetheless, really fun stuff, golden shoe related. Uh, a lot of folks having some fun at the expense of those lousy, stinking gators. And with that, we'll wrap things up here on a uh, Monday. So update about tomorrow very quick, and then we'll do a Gator Hater Countdown. So uh, I am traveling to Miami tomorrow, and that would normally be during the time of the show. Now, we're just going to have a show, and it's – going to be record so it's going to be let me just explain it this way it's going to be pre-recorded but not like today we're pre-recording it tomorrow morning we're going to michael carville our producer is going to be good enough to come in here we're going to do it early in the morning on tuesday to air then at 10 a.m so it's not going to be that different it's going to be day of pre-recorded but i can't be here at 10 o'clock because i got to travel to miami so we'll do it early morning we'll have more from the landing stuff today 
We'll have a little bit of a preview of whatever happens at Georgia practice on Monday. We'll talk about that, obviously, there as well. So a busy show for us tomorrow. Pre-recorded early morning to air at 10 a.m., and then after that we'll be live from Miami on Wednesday. So hopefully all that's clear. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll remind you as well, Gator Hater Countdown, 306 days from now. Dogs get a win against those lousy, stinking Gators. We will look forward to seeing you in Jacksonville for that, in Miami later this week, and back in studio again tomorrow. Dog Nation Daily, presented by Pella Window and Door of Georgia. We'll see you then. And on the podcast, I'm out the R.S. Andrews podcast, Cool Down. We're going to take a few of your comments here. One of these on a pretty important topic related to the podcast in particular that I want to address. Um, Seaball Getball says, uh, go dogs. Happy holidays to all. The Dog Nation comment section, appreciate that. Uh, TCS 59, the subject of JT Daniels and his health and what's going on there, says it doesn't matter if he's got COVID or not since Kirby Smart's not going to play him anyway. I think that uh, TCS probably says that somewhat sarcastically, but it probably is true that that whether J- JT is in COVID protocols or not, the indication that certainly I'd gotten was that Stetson Bennett was heading for another start here in this game. Now, you still want Daniels to be available and be able to play for you, and depending on how healthy he's been – you know, we have every reason to believe that he would not have been tested unless he was showing symptoms, unless he, you know, maybe asked to be tested. Um, but in this particular case, certainly, you know, testing positive for, for COVID is not going to be what prevents Daniels from starting. It seems like this was heading for another Bennett start as it was. Dog Crazy seventy six checks in to give you a go, dogs. Uh, Popeye the Sailor checks in to give you a uh, Merry Christmas. Appreciate that, Popeye. Uh, dog for life 1988 on the subject of the uh, quarterback stuff back and forth and yeah listen I get that I mean that's been kind of ongoing and I think the thing that ends that conversation one way or another it's never going to be fully resolved in terms of folks who want an explanation they're probably not going to get it or folks who want to know what would happen if some sort of hypothetical were to occur there's a reason that's hypothetical it's not likely to take place but the thing that will quiet down the chatter is for Georgia just simply play well and win a game against Michigan that will quiet a lot of things down uh shoot the hooch sounds like he's had a little bit of an issue with posting a comment and i apologize for that uh but more importantly because this is not because i don't think shoot the hooch comment is important but because this is something that i know a few of you have expressed uh w layton writes in to say that i'm a very loyal listener but your replays are still cutting off after three or four minutes and it goes back to the beginning um uh he says uh it's not on his phone because he can get other replays. Like I, I, I totally get that's a frustration. And this came up right there before Christmas, and I actually experienced this myself when I was playing around with something online. This is obviously only for those who listen, I believe, on the browser, meaning at dognation.com. So uh, um, obviously there are you know, a lot of other ways to listen to podcasts, go to Apple Play or Spotify or something like that. But I know for some of you, it's just more convenient to listen at dognation.com, which I totally understand. Here's what I don't yet know, and and I'm not making excuses, but given the fact that it's been Christmas, I haven't had a chance to talk to some of our tech people about this. I don't know if this is an issue with how Spotify, I should say, excuse me, if this is an issue with how SoundCloud, which is our hosting service, I don't know if this is an issue with how they are feeding the podcast to the website or if our website dognation.com which is obviously hosted by a completely different server if that's somehow triggering something that's stopping the podcast from playing i am going to try to figure this out so 
let me see if I can get that done. I do take this very seriously because I want your experience of enjoying the show to be as consistent as it's been in the past. Um, I'm just not smart enough to know if this is an issue with SoundCloud or if this is an issue with the hosting service for the website. But uh, Mitt, I'm going to do everything I can to get this figured out. So I'm also going to reply to him via... In fact, it just happened again, yeah. So I'm going to do that with him here and apply to him there on that. Uh, dog in South Carolina on the subject of Kirby Smart making a change when things aren't working, and we'll see if, if that if that, uh, if, if that happens. Hopefully Georgia won't be in a position where they have to make that kind of consideration. Hopefully they're set for a good game against Michigan. Dazzle Dog writes in to say, i just like to hear the truth about JT unless there's some sort of subversive master plan that can't be revealed at hand. It's going to win us a national championship. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the works here, but in terms of a little more candor about exactly what is going on, I certainly understand why Georgia fans would have liked to have gotten more on that than they have. I do get that. Dogman912 says two more games, and that's obviously what Georgia fans are hoping for, a win against Michigan and then a spot in the national championship game against whatever comes after that. Thank you for being here for our R.S. Andrews podcast cooldown. We appreciate that. We'll see all of you back here tomorrow. Podcast each day this week leading to the game on Friday. We'll look forward to speaking to all of you then. Of course, check out RS Andrews online for your air conditioning, heating, plumbing, and electric needs. A lot of folks using ACs this week, maybe when they didn't think they would have been. But nonetheless, online at rsandrews.com. We'll see you all back here again tomorrow for Dog Nation Daily, presented by Palo Window and Door of Georgia.